Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. With Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. Happy to go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by our friend, the Blues Insider for The Athletic. He's Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on the show. The day after the Blues were announced to be receiving the 10th overall pick, they did not move up in the draft lottery. The Chicago Blackhawks, however, did. They will be selecting first overall in this year's draft. JR, we appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? Good, boys. Anytime. How's it going? Uh, we're doing all right. So when you saw last night that the Chicago Blackhawks are getting the number one overall pick, what was your reaction? My immediate reaction was I've had 5,000 Blues fans tell me for the past couple months that that was going to happen. And the first thought in my mind was they were right. So you're buying into the conspiracy theory then, JR, that it was rigged. <laughs> No, actually, look, uh, I realize the conspiracy theory is always going to be there. I'm not one who believes it. You know, I got some colleagues who are Coward. actually in the room that, that, said that, thing was, <laughs> that said that thing was uh, handled, you know, an hour or so ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, but but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. When you have a, a, a hiccup like you did with Kevin Weeks on the broadcast <laughs> last night, all that's going to do is feed into – uh, what we heard last night about the system being rigged and the fact that he's going to be a Chicago Blackhawk just gives more ammunition to these Blues fans. You know, Jr. I said this last night, and despite Chicago winning the first overall pick and getting Connor Bedard, in terms of the Western Conference, like the Blues are, are to have the 10th overall pick is a pretty good spot to have because even with Connor Bedard, Chicago's still in the rebuild. Arizona's still going to be in the rebuild as they're selecting 6th and 12th overall, and San Jose's got a long way before they're competing, and then the rest Eastern Conference teams, so it's a pretty darn good spot for the Blues to not move back in that draft and stay in the top 10. Yeah, it really is. They could have slipped back to uh, 11 or 12 there, but to keep that 10th <laughs> overall pick, you know, I, I think is great. You go back to Alex Petrangelo, number four overall, the last time they had a pick uh, that high, and look at the sustained success they've had under Doug Armstrong for, you know, 10 plus years with not having very many high picks. You're talking about the Robert Thomases uh, in the 20s and the Jordan Kyrus in the 30s of the world. Uh, leading to a lot of the success here uh, lately. So I think that uh, the amateur scouting staff has done a terrific job and under Tony Feltrand uh, should have a good player here to pick at number 10. Jeremy Rutherford, J- Jeremy Rutherford, excuse me, is our guest here on 101 ESPN. Uh, find his work over at The Athletic and be sure to follow him on Twitter at JP Rutherford. Uh, JR, I did want to ask you about what we can expect with that 10th overall pick. If you just look at the prospects, and listen, I'm no prospect guru. I just go over to The Athletic and read what you guys are writing about these prospects. And if I'm Ferrario 5. being totally honest about it, there's not a whole lot of defensemen that are projected to go in that range of this year's draft. When it comes to positionally, do you think that there's anything they are targeting in the, with that first pick that they have in this year's uh, NHL draft? 
Well, Big K, you're lucky there. I just had a uh, hour-long conversation with uh, Doug Armstrong talking about uh, the upcoming draft, among other things. And, you know, the one thing that he said is that uh, now you know that uh, Connor Bedard is off the board and the Blues don't have an opportunity at that uh, number one, number two, or number three pick. And, and so it's kind of set up for him. You know, they want to make that number 10 pick. He said he would be absolutely shocked if he weren't up on stage in Nashville. Uh, to make that number 10 selection. Uh, but now what do you do with those later round picks? You're talking uh, the picks coming in the O'Reilly and the Tarasenko trades. And, you know, he kind of reiterated t- today what he had said in the past is that you have the flexibility, the option. You know, what do you do with these picks? Do you trade them to kind of move up? Do you trade them for an established uh, NHL player? They've identified some players within the organization. They haven't made those phone calls yet. Uh, to see who might be available, but some players that they might be interested in. BK, the one thing he did say, uh, as we wait for Toronto potentially tomorrow night and or Dallas to get knocked out of the playoffs, that would uh, obviously give the Blues a better pick because of those trades and where those picks will fall. Uh, Doug Armstrong said he's watching these playoffs a little bit differently rooting against these teams so these picks can come into the Blues a little bit higher. Jer, just to kind of follow up on that, I mean, BK and I have kind of identified those teams that the Blues could target in terms of acquiring a player that could be an impactful player for their team next year. Tell them to give us a call. Yeah, I mean, I've already put together Ferrario 5 on that aspect of it, too. But, I mean, if in your opinion, teams like the Rangers, teams like the Maple Leafs, the Golden Knights, could the those lightning. the lightning, uh, the Calgary Flames? Could those be the teams that Doug Armstrong and company might be targeting? I think those could be. Uh, let me break it down this way. So, you know, those teams uh, could want some picks because, right, they've given up a lot of picks, especially leading into this uh, trade deadline, uh, to get to where they were, and then they fell short of their expectations. Uh, but that said, these players that you potentially are, are talking about on those rosters that the Blues might have interest in you know, are going to command uh, some salary if they have two or three years left in term, like Doug Armstrong is, is hoping to get players uh, with that term. Uh, and how much are those guys going to cost? I mean, if you're talking about uh, the players in Toronto, you know, that could potentially be on the move, or even Tampa Bay, some of these guys have big price tags, and we know that the Blues don't have a lot of cap. You know, in my mind, you're probably looking at a, a lesser-tier guy, like we saw with uh, Kapanen coming in, like we saw with Verana coming in. I don't think that they're looking – uh, you, you know, to bring in a type of guy that, that's going to have a big salary and be kind of a foundation type player. I, I think you're looking for uh, a guy who's going to come in and accent what they're doing right now. That makes me excited because that kind of goes with what we've been talking about, honestly, JR, with some of these potential RFAs that are going to be coming up for contracts this offseason, not getting paid big time, but that are going to get maybe that bridge deal, two, three years, two, three million dollars, something like that. A guy that Alex brought up that, uh, honestly, when he said it, I was like, yeah, that makes a ton of sense is uh, Ross Colton center from the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's making one million dollars this year. He's 26 years old. He's going to be an RFA this offseason. And as you know, Jr., the Lightning are heavily, heavily up against the cap and they do not pick in this year's draft until the sixth round based on their their transactions that they've made with their picks so far. Maybe it's not even specific to him, but that style of player profile of player an RFA that's going to be making a bridge deal this offseason that's in that 26 27 28 year old age range do you think that's fair uh to be looking at yeah that's definitely you know Ross Colton's a good player and a guy who you could kind of put on that list you know I would have to ask the question of Doug uh, specifically I mean are you looking for guys with two or three years term on existing deals are you looking for potential restricted free agents who you could sign to a bridge deal. Like, I don't think he would mind the latter if you could find the right player and know that you could get him in at the right price. But every time he's mentioned that 26, 27 year old player, 
you know, he's specifically said two, three years term. So I think that's what he's looking. Yeah, I think that's what he's looking for. Uh, but you're right; these teams sitting there without draft picks, and they got knocked out. In the case of Tampa, you're talking about you know losing to to Toronto in that series. That could really help them. The one thing uh, I know you guys are aware of this, but uh, he kind of touched on it today is uh, getting out and being the GM of Team Canada for this upcoming World Championship. He leaves uh, tomorrow for Finland. That's going to start on Friday. Uh, in terms of uh, the tournament, um, he's really been out and about and talking to a lot of people that, trying to put that Team Canada roster together. And he said it just helps immensely. Uh, you already got a good feel for the league, but this really gives you a pulse of who's out there, who's playing well, who do people like, and who might be potential targets for the Blues in that age range. Jared, final one from me. And, you know, a lot of talk about the Pavel Buchnevich offseason, if he's going to be a center, if he's going to be a winger. So when it comes to the Blues targeting a player, maybe via trade or when they select 10th or possibly higher, do you think it matters center or winger in the Blues' eyes of what they're looking for? No, I don't think so, because uh, Doug did stress that today. You're looking for the best asset. He goes back. You look at the uh, Eric Johnson trade back in uh, 2000. I'm sorry, the Eric Johnson draft pick in 2006. Yeah, let's hey, it not. Didn't work out. Yeah, it didn't work out for the Blues, and you did move on from him, but you had an asset that might be wanted around the league. I mean, how could you not with a number one overall pick? But, you know, they're not going to go into this draft and you know, pick center over winger, uh, you know, based on uh, the position. It's going to be based on uh, the player. Uh, who's the most valuable, who, who fits. And, you know, he told me today, he said, uh, you, you draft top 10, you're talking about that 10th overall pick. You're looking at a guy who could potentially help you in the next 36 months. Uh, so even if you look at it, like who could help you, you know, it's not going to be who are you going to plug in the lineup this year or next year. It's going to take some time. So it's not a counter Bedard situation, as we all know, but you're still going to get a good player who he, th- he thinks could be part of this thing in a couple, two or three years. That's my final question for you, JR. I did want to ask you something that we've been talking a decent about. about. We talked about it last night on the lottery show. We talked about it a little bit earlier today. Uh, There's a player from Russia. His last name is Mikov, uh, right winger, and he's under contract for the next three years in the KHL. So the expectation, at least, is you wouldn't be getting him until 2026. Some teams might be scared off by that. They might say, you know what? We want somebody that's going to be able to come over and be a part of our organization sooner than that. They can be a part of what we want them to be sooner rather than later. Do you think that is something that the Blues would shy away from? Yeah, it's a tough call. I mean, they've had some good luck with the Russian players. Obviously, each case is is different. You had Tarasenko and and so on and so forth. Uh, But I think in that situation... You know, the Blues pick at 10, Mikoff is probably the third best player in the draft behind Bedard and, and Fantilli, but you saw in our athletic mock draft today, he dropped, you know, further than, than three. So I think he could potentially drop in the in the draft. If he gets to 10, do the Blues take a chance on him? I think they probably could at that point because of, you know, the, the high value, the high reward potential there uh, if they're not looking to get him here for a couple of years anyway. So, I would think if you had to make me answer one way or another that, yeah, Doug would not shy away from that. Uh, but that's without knowing all the particulars of what they think about the player and what they think about uh, getting him over here. JR, appreciate the time as always, man. Plenty more to discuss on all of this, and we'll continue to do so as we lead up to the NHL draft, which is coming up in just about 50 days at this point. So we'll be talking with you as we get closer to that and discussing all of their offseason plans as things get closer. Thanks as always. We'll talk with you again soon, man. Perfect, boys. Talk to you later.